Hey guys, it's your host Alex G on another episode of Just One Drink. Um, don't mind my nasally voice; I am a little sick. But today we have a really great, interesting episode on the paranormal, specifically the Mothman and mermaids. Um, also, don't mind the audio; I recorded this a while ago when I had my shitty microphones, and now I have these brand new great ones but it's really good content and today i have a very special guest a very close friend of mine her name is berenice say hi berenice hey guys how's it going berenice what are you drinking i am drinking a sol michelada what is michelada for those who don't know a michelada is just like a beer with clamato and whatever seasonings you want to put in um lemon tajin tapatio bomb yeah and I am drinking green tea because my throat is from over the weekend. Went karaoke, drank two days straight. Not the best, you know, that soju. It gets you, it gets you. So we're going to get into it. I did my part on the Mothman. Benny's did her part on mermaids. So Mothman, what he is, is like a winged creature with like red eyes, half human, like half butterfly, ugly ass looking moth. I'm not even sure. If you Google it, I'll even put some pictures up on my Instagram. You guys can check them out for yourself. Let me know what you think. But he first started to appear in 1967 and 1966 when he was first sighted at Point Pleasant area in West Virginia by two different couples. The couples told police they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red. Quote unquote, a large flying man with 10 foot wings following their car. Then December 15th of 1967 was the huge tragedy of the collapse of the Silver Bridge. And it was said to be tied to the Mothman. It also inspired the movie The Mothman Prophecies. Why was it tied to the Mothman? It was tied to him because it was said that he was appearing to random locals throughout the the town before it had happened, like telling them that bad things were going to happen. He was giving them premonitions, like sightings, just kind of freaking the people out. It's crazy. And then after the event happened, um, he stopped appearing after that year. So is it a coincidence? What is it? We're not sure to this very day. Um, By 2017, there was a reported 55 sightings of the Mothman himself. Some people say he's an alien or an unknown species of an animal. In 2016, WCHS-TV published a photo of the supposed Mothman in Mason County. You can actually go look up this photo for yourself. I'll be leaving it on my Instagram as well. You know, people believed it was a Mothman and also other people just believed it was a giant bird. So it's still kind of unknown, but for the newspaper at that time or the news station to publish it, kind of a big deal because that's their credibility right there. Mm-hmm. In 1975, um, the book, The Mothman Prophecies, was written, and John Keel claimed that Point Pleasant residents had experienced premonitions of the bridge collapsing and visits from Inhuman Thing after collecting like a ton of interviews from the town, talking to a lot of people, kind of experiencing it for himself. And now, because of that, every year, they have a Mothman Festival, which has an attendance of like ten to 12,000 people per year. That's crazy. I feel like people just be making up all sorts of excuses to drink low key. Like, yeah, this this weird ass thing appeared in our town. The bridge flat. F- it. Let's have a party every year. Let's do it. <laughs> that is the third week of every September. If you guys ever want to go. It's only in Pennsylvania. Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. 
Um, after he stopped appearing after the collapse of the bridge, there was a lot of similar uh, creatures, similar sightings of the Mothman in Ireland and Scotland, as well as Chicago, which is just super random, by the way. Um, like I said, after the bridge collapse, there wasn't really any signs of him except these random ones. People believe that he came or was made from a local nuclear power plant that was actually outside of the city that the government had a secret facility at where they believed they were doing experiments. And it was just outside of town. You could actually see it, you know, from Point Pleasant itself. And just to kind of get into it, Spoilers, spoiler alert, in the Mothman Prof, we're going to go into the Mothman Prophecies movies with um, Richard Gere. I just want to like kind of express it because it's the way that they interpreted it. And after like all the interviews and stuff, it was a good way to show people like us who didn't know what it was before what happened. So in the movie, it focuses on the main character, which is played by Richard Gere. His name is John. He's married. Him and his wife just bought a new house. Um, when they're driving down the road in the middle of the night, they get into a car accident because she sees the Mothman flying at their car. After she sees it, they get in the car accident. They discover she has a tumor and she was apparently the only one that's seen it. She asks her husband and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. So he goes to investigate the um, site of the accident itself and he finds like a Y-shaped dent in the in the front of the car, which is just really random because he didn't hit anything. Um, shortly after, his wife dies. And yeah, she died from the tumor. Super sad. Um, fast forward like two years later, he's kind of just going through and living his, you know, working his job, living his life. And he can't sleep. He has trouble sleeping. So he's driving in the middle of the night and somehow ends up in Washington, D.C. Mind you, he's coming from, um, sorry, he somehow ends up in Point Pleasant driving from Washington, D.C. within an hour. So basically some kind of really weird time loop happens. And he's freaked out because his car breaks down in the middle of the nowhere. So he goes to the nearest house and the people there are freaked out too. It's like 2.30 in the morning and they open the door and they're like, we were waiting for you. We were waiting for you. Like, he's been there two nights before, but he has no recollection of this. He doesn't know what they're talking about. Of course, the people are freaking out. So they're like holding him hostage, like with a gun. They call the cops. Yes, I would do the same thing. Low key. Didn't they hold him hostage in the bathroom? Yeah, they did in the corner of the shower. Yes, they did. They hold him hostage. The cop shows up and he's like, I don't know what's going on. He's freaked out. They're freaked out. The cop believes him because everybody just kind of looks terrified. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of tell him that he's been there two nights before at the exact same time, 2.30 a.m., knocking on their door. Um, So after that, he decides to stay in Point Pleasant just to kind of figure out what's going on because of all the weird stuff that's been happening. And he finds out that locals are starting to see this moth man, the one that supposedly killed his wife. Um, He starts to get phone calls with nobody on the other line, just kind of like a lot of static. And then it turns into somebody who's calling him, telling about him, about his life, about his dead wife, only things that he would know. So he kind of starts believing he goes crazy a little bit himself. Mm -hmm. The cop is kind of like the only friend that he has in the town. And she starts to tell him about this dream that she had that she dreamt about floating in water with presents around her and she was drowning. 
and all she could hear was somebody whispering in her ear, wake up number 37, wake up number 37. And she doesn't know what it means, but she just tells them like, this is probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to Christmas Eve, after the main character experiencing all these premonitions, all these weird phone calls, you know, um, visions in his sleep of his dead wife telling him stuff. Every, there's like a backup on the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant. And because it's so old, it ends up collapsing and it kills a bunch of people. And in the end scene, the cop is one of the people on the bridge and she falls into the river. And in that scene, the present. yes, she is floating in water with a bunch of presents around Great. her. And in the last scene, she's at the fire truck. Luckily, Richard Gere saved her, the main character, you know, classic hero crap. In the last scene, the firefighter is there taking care of her and she asked him, hey, um, was everybody okay? How many people passed? And he tells her 36 people, which means she was almost the 37th person to die. So she kind of realizes in that moment that this was real the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it kind of leaves you hanging at that moment with her just looking in shock because she didn't believe it at first. And that's how the movie ends? And that's how the movie ends after the silver bitch claps. Yep. (laughs) Crazy. Full circle. And so shortly after I watched this, I had posted something on my story um, talking about if people knew the Mothman and most people didn't except I got a random person um, messaging me telling me that their mother had actually lived in the town that the Mothman sightings were in. So she actually hooked it up for me. Shout out to her. Um with her mom and I ended up interviewing her mom and her grandmother because they were both from Point Pleasant when these things were going on. So her name is Kathy Jordan. And in speaking to Kathy, she tells me that she was about seven or eight um, when she first heard about the Mothman and she had actually lived in Point Pleasant at the time. She said she just remembers the area um, that people were saying they were seeing him in. It was just really creepy and like run down, almost like a Chernobyl type thing that um, in the world in World War Two, they used to it was a ammunitions plant. So there was like a bunch of abandoned buildings. Um, it was actually really contaminated, like people weren't supposed to be around there. And she was laughing because she said that her granddad actually used to go fishing out there before they found out it was contaminated with a bunch of like radiation and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, and he says he had to find a new uh, spot to go get fish. Um, but that she remembers that a lot of people were really, really scared and that her mom was um, especially terrified because her dad was always driving in that area. Um, when it was first spotted, people thought it was the animal called a sandtail crane because it had red marks on its face that people would mistake for red eyes. She also remembers saying that around the time the Mothman was there, there was men in black, like literally like, you know, the Will Smith movie, men in black suits with the glasses on looking all suspicious and shit. They were spotted around town um, when the supposed government experiments were going on. They said that maybe that they were experimenting with human beings and creating like flying suits or some kind of like morphing of animals. Like cover it up. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, and that her grandma was friends with the reporter who first um, reported the sightings with the couple 
in the movie and that they used to go to the area in the middle of the night and wait out there to see if they could find the Mothman. That's crazy. I would never. I, no, hell no. I would move away. Uh, she said in quotes, it was a very unusual time and area. She said that people felt that Point Pleasant was under a curse because hundreds of years ago, um, an Indian chief named Chief Cornstalk was murdered at Point Pleasant by an American soldier under a peaceful, supposedly it was supposed to be a peaceful arrangement. So after that, they said that he cursed the town for killing him for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But she remembers that people were reporting sightings of like animals going missing, their TVs going blank, a lot of white noise happening all over the place. That's just scary if you ask me. People said there was a lot of omens happening around town and every time it happened, a tragedy would follow. And then in speaking to her mother, Barbara Sire, um, the first thing she told me as soon as we started talking about was, I believed it then and I believe it now. Um, she actually knew the family that um, was one of the first couples to have reported the sighting, John Mallet's son. She said that he knew she knew he wasn't making it up because when she saw his face and she asked him about it, he was scared to death, in quotes. Um, she doesn't think that the Mothman herself wa- wanted to hurt anybody, but she does think that something weird went on in the town. She said that it was ironic because her mom actually worked by the bridge when it collapsed and she was only minutes away of getting off before it collapsed. So luckily for her, her mom wasn't on the bridge at the time. It was just kind of right place, right time sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Another weird thing is that kind of in the movie, it was it was very exposed, like it was reported. People were talking about the newspapers or whatever. But realistically, she said that the town tried to keep it as quiet as possible, which is why it was there's a lot not a lot of known facts about it mm-hmm. because it was a small town. People didn't want people coming to their town. They didn't want the media there. So they tried to keep it under wraps. Right. In finishing our conversation, she said, I just think things like this happen. I believe the family. I knew them. They didn't make it up because of how scared they were. And so, like I said, since the bridge collapsed, there hasn't been a lot of sightings, but they say that they still happen in Ireland and Scotland. So if you're ever out there, you know, be on alert for the Mothman and go to the Mothman Festival. Who knows? Maybe he's going to come through, like party it up, turn up with everybody. Thanks, y'all, for celebrating me. I low-key saved you guys, some of y'all, from the Silver Bridge Collapse. I told your ass. I told your ass. But I don't know. I'm a believer in it. I saw the picture. Yeah, it could be taken as a bird. Not going to lie. But after so many people in one town saying that this happened and then even talking to somebody who lived there at the time and experienced it, I'm going to say that I think it's real. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Fendi's? I think it definitely could be real. Um, just because our universe is just so, so huge. And we can't be the only ones here, you know? Facts. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, from this, from the things of it, those people should be thanking the Mothman. Because he was low-key <laughs> warning them, like, yo, something bad's going to happen. Get the hell out of here. And if you didn't listen, that's your problem. Just saying. And now, Benice is about to take over. Tell me about mermaids. All right. Well, what do you know about mermaids? Like, what have you heard? Low-key, all I know is what I know from Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean, and the Little Mermaid, (laughs) that they can sing. They're hot as (laughs) Okay, so, 
Um, as we all know, a mermaid is just a fabled marine creature with the upper body of a human uh, and a tail of a fish. They usually, they typically live in the ocean, um, but sometimes they can come on land depending on what story you're, you're reading or, or listening to. Um, and then there are some rumors that they, they actually live in the lost city of Atlantis. There are two different kinds of aquatic creatures. One of them is a siren and another one is a mermaid. Um, a typical mermaid is just like Ariel, they sing songs, um, give you favors sometimes. So a siren is more of a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of mermaid. They will entice you or like tempt you to go down to the bottom of the of the ocean because supposedly there's like treasure because of all the sunken ships. Some sources say that they will kind of hypnotize you to get you down there. Um, but all they want is just to kill you, basically. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that meme. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, moving on. Um, sirens are more menacing. They will... Um, oh yeah, they will they will sing to you and like hypnotize you with their songs to get you to the bottom of the ocean. Um, the origin of mermaids is, is relatively unknown. Every region has their own stories surrounding them and such. Um, the very first reports and folklore came from the ancient ancient Assyria, it's modern day Syria, around 1000 BC. Um, I have a couple stories of where like, mermaids are from. Um, one of them is the goddess Atergatis. Atergatis. She fell in love with a human, a human shepherd, but somehow ends up killing him accidentally because they had sex. <laughs> <laughs> it was too good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Can't have sex with the glass. I'm about to have you. He wasn't ready. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up killing him accidentally, and she was so ashamed that she was so hurt that her one true love, you know, died because of her. So she threw herself into the water, intending to kill herself, drown herself. But the gods, they they, they wouldn't let her. She was just so beautiful that they ended up turning the bottom half the bottom half of the body into a fish creating a mermaid the very first mermaid um I'll low-key be kind of mad about that like how you gonna tell me when not to die <laughs> how you not gonna let me die <laughs> I feel the same way um and then in ancient Greek tales the sister of Alexander the Great she was turned into a mermaid upon her death what is it with these gods not letting people die no no selfish assholes so one day, a ship came across the mermaid and she asked them, like, hey, is King Alexander alive? And they're like, yeah, he's, he's kicking. He's, like, conquering the world, actually. And this made her so happy that she actually calmed the seas for the sailors to, to get where they were going safely. And in Asia, in Asia, it's more like a, like a bad omen. If you see a mermaid wash up on shore, it means get the fuck out of there because there's bound to be, like, tsunami or something. Some kind of... Catastrophe, just like your your Mothman. It's yeah. Like a um, and then also in Japan, if you eat a mermaid, they basically grant you immortality. I don't know how you're gonna. I catch was literally me. just thinking that. How <laughs> the like you go to a sushi restaurant, and right? give me the mermaid roll, little Ariel. Give me the Ariel roll. Come on now. Hey, I'm I'm gonna try that. <laughs> Grabbing some immortality. Yes. <laughs> but if you catch one, like 
intentionally catch one, it will bring misfortune, storms, bad luck. I don't know how you're going to eat a mermaid, but definitely don't catch one. If you had a chance to eat a mermaid, would you do it? I mean, you you become immortal, essentially. Would you want it? I don't think so. Why? Because, like, if I'm immortal, I'm just going to keep living. And all my friends and family, they're just going to die. And... I don't know, it just seems like a really sad life to meet new people and then watch them die. You literally go through like 20 marriages. Exactly. No, I'm not about that life. Yeah, that sounds, I'm, I'm in agreement. I would not want that. For the people who do it, y'all some evil ass people, honestly. Some hard to ass people. So essentially a mermaid can be a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, so would you risk it, like, to know, like, if you saw a mermaid, would you risk going up to it to find out if it was a good or a bad thing? Possibly. Living my life on the edge. (laughs) (laughs) She's ready. Just a couple more of those beers, she would fucking walk up to it. Um, Oh, and then there's also, there's one documentary on the History Channel. I don't know if you saw it. Mm -mm. Um, They were saying... That if you actually were to see a mermaid, it wouldn't look like the Ariel, like the little mermaid. It wouldn't look like it would, like a manatee. Because Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that's ugly. Like my manatee with a wig on? Basically. Oh no. Because supposedly they said since they live so deep and it's cold down there, their their skin has to be really thick, like very blubbery. Mm-hmm. Um and then their hair, they, they would have to be bald because, like, it's hair. What, your hair's going to be tangled and everything. Oh, that's true. Um, Damn, so a thicky, thick mermaid. Thick. Maybe that's why people always say they they confuse them for manatees, you know? I never heard that. Is that no? a thing? Yes, I guess. Really? Yeah. But there's this this podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to your your podcasts um it's called the podcast network mythical monsters and there's a story on there of mermaids it was really really interesting it was cool you should go check it out yeah check it out for another reference on mermaids so whether you believe in mermaids or the mothman apparently there's good and bad omens everywhere let us know what you think if you're a believer a non-believer what you have to say if you're against all of this crap that's fine too And we'll catch you next time.